Hello, welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. I'm Matt. And this is another special edition of Mashley at the Movies. Um, this is part of our uh, Black History Month celebration, where each week in February, we are talking about a movie that focuses on the black experience. And today's movie is from 1973. It's called Ganja and Hess. Yeah, this was an interesting film. So this is directed and written by actor and playwright and director, obviously, Bill Gunn, um, who's no longer with us. And it stars uh, Marlene Clark and Dwayne Jones. Dwayne Jones, famous probably for his starring role in Night of the Living Dead. Um, So we have an African-American writer and director. We have uh, two African-American stars. And the movie is primarily featuring African-American actors. In it. Mm-hmm. Um, and its basic plot outline is that uh, D- Dwayne Jones plays Dr. Green, uh, Dr. Hess Green, mm-hmm. of the titular Ganja and Hess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marlene Clark plays Ganja. But um, Dr. Green is an anthropologist, and he's doing research on the Murthians, who are an ancient nation of blood drinkers, apparently, <laughs> from Africa. And he's got an assistant. And the assistant is played by Bill Gunn, who, as I mentioned earlier, wrote and directed this. And one evening, Bill Gunn's character just tries... Basically, he does. He stabs mm-hmm. Dwayne Jones with uh, an ancient Murthian dagger. Mm-hmm. Which, for whatever reason, we'll just roll with it, um, turns Dwayne Jones into a vampire. Yeah. And he lusts for blood. Mm-hmm. And, and then his assistant dies. And then his assistant's wife, right, comes mm. looking for him. And that is, um, that is Marlene Clark and the, the titular Ganja. Mm-hmm. And her and Dwayne Jones' character, Hess, they start a thing in a relationship, I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. And things are... It's a... If that didn't sound kind of weird, <laughs> watching it is even weirder, and the things get kind of far out. Right. Well, yeah, the way the movie is told is very strange. It's a, it's an art film. Um, it's you know there's kind of strange just juxtaposition of imagery and sound and uh, voices and voiceovers. And it's a little confusing at first. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it might be a little confusing all the way through. But uh, uh, yeah, I eventually kind of acclimated to the way it told the story and, um, you know, was, I'll say, transfixed. It's almost a two-hour movie, and uh, I wasn't bored. Um, it kept my, my attention. Um, it has a, a really wonderful, what I will describe, call soundscape to mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. um it's like this bluesy jazzy but also tribal chant and then also sometimes synthy score it's really <laughs> it's really unusual and really unsettling and i think the whole movie visually and with the score is very unsettling it's, it's supposed to be it's, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be kind of a, a horror it's sold as like a horror movie um, and also too, when we, it, so it's streaming on, on Amazon, mm-hmm. so that's, that's how we watched it. And, um, you know, when it started up, it was very grainy, you know, and it, it 
my first thought was like, oh, this movie desperately needs a restoration, right? Yeah. Because well, so we should mention it came out. At, well, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier. It came out in 1973, right? So it's right. almost 50 years old. Right. I was thinking it, it desperately needs a restoration, but then you know, I kind of felt like that worked in its favor. That mm-hmm. grainy, kind of old look, um, yeah, worn out look. I don't know. It was it. It was all kind of part of the vibe that I thought ultimately worked in favor of the movie. Yeah. You mentioned the score. Mm-hmm. It has African-American composer for the score, okay. um, Samuel Wayman, who is in the movie as well. Oh, okay. uh, there's a church that Dwayne Jones' character oh. goes to, and he's the uh, Samuel Wayman plays the pastor there. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's very yeah. interesting to know. And if folks want to see a less grainy version of this, they can always watch the, I think it came out in 2014, the Spike Lee movie, The Sweet Blood of Jesus, which oh. was a remake of this. Right. But uh, I think this one is very unique in its look and feel. Um, it's interesting. I was watching this. So we, you know, we selected this for Black History Month, uh, uh, our podcast series. And I mean, that's why we've been heavily mentioning, Hey, this is African American writer and director and stars and mm-hmm. composer. But I was wondering as I was watching it, I'm like, you know, I think this movie could, has an interesting duality in that it could in a certain sense, um, not feature an African American cast and still work, mm-hmm. but I think also it. I don't know if it would if it would work though. In, in another sense, I mean, it's it's based on this you know um, researching uh, uh, this of this ancient African country mm-hmm. with you know these ancient African you know rituals and and and, and daggers right and. Then of course, like you mentioned, the soundscape of it and the, composi- the composition of the music is very, is very you know um, jazzy and has some tribal elements to it. I don't know if you had like white actors in this, it would just look a little, it would be off. I think I don't know if it would work quite as well. Well, and two, um, so anytime you see one of these movies that kind of doesn't spell out everything, like you know, you really have to focus on this to try to make some sense out of what's happening mm-hmm. um y- your your mind always goes towards um okay well, what is this movie trying to say what you know what's the point of this mm-hmm. and so then you start thinking allegorically right like yeah. w- what are they trying to say here and i think i think you've read that um it, the filmmaker thought that it was a, a film about addiction mm-hmm. um, but i think you could also there's probably many different things that you could um uh come up with some are some good arguments to be made for that this movie means a great many different things Mm -hmm. but i think i'm sure there is some meaning here around race and the black experience in america Mm -hmm. and um i don't know that i'm smart enough to voice that opinion having seen the movie just once Mm -hmm. but i feel like it's there i feel like there's something here that is deeper than addiction. Not that addiction can't be a deep subject. And, and I, that one's a little more obvious to me, the addiction mm-hmm. one. But I feel you like... You say that about almost any vampire movie, though, in a way. Right, yeah. right, right. I think this one has an, a, another layer that is about race. And um, I feel like I almost need to see the movie again mm-hmm. in order to make an argument for it, but I feel like it's there. And I, you're right, I feel like it just would not work with a white cast yeah. for some reason. No, I agree. <laughs> um, it, it is very... 
It is very different. I'll put it that way. And I, and I don't mean that in a negative way, um, but it, 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 I think it, I mean that actually very positively. But I don't know if it's also everybody's cup of tea. Certainly not. Um, seriously, like, I don't know if I did a great job describing it, but I mean, if you look online and just see a quick synopsis of it, I mean, if it sounds weird to you, <laughs> then you have picked up on it correctly, right? And, right. and be prepared for that if you watch it. Um, what did you think of the nudity in this? Um, and, and, <laughs> well, I immediately thought, oh, it's the 70s. It's, I felt like movies from that time mm-hmm. like were more open to have nudity. And particularly kind of art films from that time. It was kind of... Now, this one has more male nudity than... It does. ...than I'm used to seeing. I found that interesting. Um, I, mean, I mean, I'm just going to be real here. There's yeah. a scene where... I mean, there's a, there's a, a man and his... <clears throat> yeah, it's just 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 there for many moments, right? You know, yeah. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> and that's not the only scene where now you either see that or come close. And then there's female nudity, but the female nudity, you're right, is is lower key than the male nudity in this. Yeah. and it's 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 somewhat prominent in this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I found that, and I don't. I'm not trying to be prudish, right? So I'm 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 not really saying that in a negative or a positive sense. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of nudity in this movie. Yeah, yeah, more than you might expect. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't bother me. And, um, no, I, I'm not going to say I liked it, but, I mean, it was, it was, just, it was fine. Yeah. I, th- I, think, I feel like this is maybe, this is kind of a challenging movie. I think you mentioned it's not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, the pacing is, this is not a, a fast-paced horror film. This is a deliberately paced <laughs> movie that gradually unfolds. Um, and sometimes you're definitely not, I mean, part of the joy is you really don't know where it kind of meanders and you don't really know where it's going. And then even when it gets to where it's going, you're not sure where you are. Um, so it's one of those kinds of disorienting um, films. So if, if, you know, if you're the kind of person who wants a very clear and, clear plot and mm-hmm. a clear explanation and a you know nice tidy ending um i don't know that this is for you but no now what do you give it out of 10 uh you know i'm gonna give it an 8.5 wow okay <laughs> i'm gonna give it a seven so our score is a 7.8 it is on a tomato meter with an 86% fresh for score from critics, a 51% from audiences. Yeah. I'm not surprised at that. No. There's going to be some people that are going to walk into this and <laughs> be like, what is this? Yeah, I think you really have to be prepared. I mean, I really wasn't prepared, but I just happened to be in the mood for this. I could I could see us turning this on at some point, you know, and being like, um, I'm really not in the mood for this kind of movie at the moment. Yeah. So you have to kind of be in the oh, yeah. In the in the mood, and we were sort of prepared for it because we selected it and then a few nights later watched it. Right. So kind of knew. Yeah. I'm like, all right, had a few, had a little bit of time <laughs> prep for for this being, you know, right, different. Right. All right. Thank you again for listening, and tune back next week when we will do our fourth and final entry in our tribute to Black History Month. Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.